0: From my home to your home, a massive, massive hello. Uh, I do miss seeing everyone, uh, but it is an utter privilege to get these moments to stay connected. Um, This Wednesday saw our first day as a family out of self-isolation. We've been in self-isolation for 14 days, and uh, we got to venture out into the wide world. And to be honest, it was a bit weird. Uh, It's amazing how much society can change within a very short period of time and how the community around us can change in a very short period of time. I think uh, a couple of things I noted was firstly just how quiet it is and how much birdsong you can hear and that is just amazing. Uh, but then the second thing I learned probably the hard way is that everything closes in terms of shops that you can buy food from at 8 p.m. and so my big win when I arrived at um, a supermarket at half past seven thinking man the queue is so short and then getting in at quarter to eight to find that 10 minutes later with my five or six items that I've managed to gather I now need to leave was a, a kind of moment of realizing oh things have really changed and um my guess is all of us are finding that at this point in time, that things are changing. As you walk around the streets, you find that people are a bit more hesitant um, to not only obviously keep their social distance, but also even talk to one another. And so I, I find I, I make a big thing of making sure at a right appropriate distance from people, I still say hello and ask after them. But in it, I guess as I was thinking, like how do we navigate this? It it actually caused my mind to go to different places, which is often the The case, and it reminded me of a moment a long time ago where I found myself um, on a team building exercise, and on this team building exercise, we were all blindfolded and then led uh, to an obstacle course, and we're told to then take hold of an anchor line, and we were told that as long as we stayed holding on to that anchor line, we'd then make it through the the entire obstacle course, and and. And that was true. However, at different points, you kind of got to kind of this point of thinking, I'm not sure if I really want to keep hold of this. And so you'd let go. And at that point, you found yourself both disorientated and confused, but also kind of slightly scared of what was going to happen to you. And it's at that moment that those that were helping us through on this obstacle course would then kind of get hold of us and put our hands again on the anchor line in order that we'd make it to the destination. And it's that that I want to pick up on today as we continue in our series, Living With Uncertainty. As Jesus wants and longs to provide through the life that he's given us, an anchor line that we're to hold on to. An anchor line that we're to hold on to that I promise will allow us to navigate moments of confusion, of disorientation, of darkness, of fear and anxiety. And it's an anchor line of his love. And to help us look at that, I want to look at a passage that's in the lead up to the Easter weekend, in the lead up to Jesus' death on a cross and his resurrection we'll get to celebrate next Sunday. And it's found in John 15 verses 9 to 17. And in it, what we discover here is that Jesus says this, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love. I've told you these things that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends. Since I've told you everything the father told me, you didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other. See, These familiar words to many of us come at a moment where Jesus is speaking to his disciples, literally on the night before he's going to be killed on a cross. And in it, he's using this moment as a moment to bring reassurance, as a moment to cause them to be able to hold on to something that will guide them through it. You see, he understands that an anchor line is going to be needed. You see, as the disciples are kind of about to face probably the greatest moment of uncertainty of their lives, of having to live through seeing Jesus arrested, crucified, and then waiting for his resurrection, is going to cause them to become uncertain of what's happening, of disorientated, of disappointed, of having a moment where they feel like they are both confused, but also uh, anxious and fearful. In the end, we're going to find them locked up in a room, like wondering what's going to happen to them next. And Jesus speaks some words to them because he wants to give them something to hold on to, something to hold on to that will help them navigate this, but also help them navigate it afterwards when they are able to make sense of what's going on. And the anchor line he provides is his love. He simply says, remain in my love. See, Jesus wanted them to understand that all that he was going through was because of love. All that he was seeking to do was allow them to access more and more of his love. And therefore, in this moment, he longs for them to be comforted by it. But it's also that John seeks in this moment to get hold of that for us as he's um, seeking to reveal just the wonder of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection through his account here, that he's wanting every believer to read these words and to realize that this love that Jesus speaks of in this moment is a love that is there to be an anchor line for every moment of uncertainty. You see, the invitation is to cling on to this anchor line of love that Jesus provides. You see, this anchor line of love that Jesus provides is one that is revealed, that shows the origins of love. Jesus says, as the Father has loved me, I love you. The love that Jesus has for us, the love that we're invited to know, is a love that has always existed, is in the very being of God that is eternal and everlasting, is unwavering. That's the love that we're being invited into. That is a love where the Father and the Son have continuously honoured and delighted in one another through the Spirit. And it's this love that we're being invited into, enveloped into. Just pause for a moment. Is that the love that you know? because that's the love that we're being invited into, a love that we're being asked to marinate in, to allow it to permeate every part of our being, that we're loved by an eternal God in an unwavering way. I want to remind us of a quote, a prayer that Soren Kiergaard says that I think just helps us in how we seek to marinate in the wonder of this love. He writes this, you have loved us first, O God, alas. We speak of it in terms of history, as if you loved us first, but a single time, rather than without ceasing. You have loved us first many times, and every day and our whole life through. When we wake up in the morning and turn our soul towards you, you were there first. You have loved us first. If I rise at dawn and at the same second turn my soul towards you in prayer, You're there ahead of me. You have loved me first. When I withdraw from the distractions of the day and turn my soul towards you, you're there first and thus forever. And we speak ungratefully as if you have loved us first only once. Let's remember the origin of this everlasting, eternal love that we're now enveloped into. I encourage us over the coming week, use that prayer of Soren to kind of allow it to marinate in who you are. You see, this love that Jesus provides as this anchor line as we navigate the different moments of life is one that also has a nature. Yes, it has an origin, but also has a nature. And that nature is of giving, it's of Jesus giving his whole self in order that we could gain everything. That's his nature, that that Jesus longs for us to know this love, that it's selfless, not selfish. This one that's looking out that we would know everything, that we would know life in full, that Jesus isn't holding anything back, that he wants us to understand this love is all about his gift of everything to you and to me. That's his longing. And this benchmark that we celebrate through the Easter weekend of Jesus laying down his life, you know, that he'd be resurrected to give us life. It's the starting point of this love and the nature of it being felt in our lives. That he's one who's longing to cause us to continuously know that he wants us to gain everything through him giving everything. It's this nature of love. But lastly, this love has purpose. That, yes, it has an origin. we love like the father loves the son. Yes, it has a nature that it's looking to give rather than gain but it also has a purpose. And Jesus is clear on this purpose. He says that the purpose is relationship. He says, man, out of this, I'm, I'm not calling you dutiful servants. I'm calling you friends. <laughs> We're called into friendship with God. We're called into knowing that, that he is longing to know everything about us. And he's calling us to know everything about him. And we have eternity to enjoy that. But more than that, it isn't just friendship. It's also into the family. You see, when Jesus is resurrected, he takes it a step further and says, actually, now my father is our father. That we're called children of God. We're those that now are loved like family, known as friends, loved as family. That's the purpose of this love, relationship. But it's also joy. Jesus says, I want to love you in order that your joy would be filled. Everything we looked at last week, that the source of our joy becomes Jesus, isn't something or our circumstances, but rather it's Jesus and his love for us. Therefore, let's be those who reach out for the anchor line, the reach out for this anchor line of Jesus' love for us. See, we are navigating a moment of uncertainty. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We're left with those moments of feeling anxious and despondent and disappointed and confused. And in it, though, I want us to know that this anchor line of love will navigate us through. See, maybe there will become moments where we feel like we've lost sight of the line. Well, Jesus continuously comes back to us and helps us back on to see more clearly this anchor line of love that he has for us that we get to cling to. See, I love the moments of the story, the reality of it, of Jesus' resurrection, where this Bunch of disciples and friends of Jesus who'd known and traveled through this uncertainty, still left with questions. And yet Jesus lovingly comes to each of them and ensures they keep taking back hold of this anchor line of love. Therefore, as we navigate these coming days, are we those who are going to cling to this line? Do we know this love? Have we lost sight of this love? Have we limited this love? Because I believe the invitation in this moment is to stop, is to grab hold of this anchor line of love that Jesus provides, that is everlasting, that is for our best, and is ordered that we would know him and the joy that that brings. So in this moment, Jesus comes alongside you and me by his spirit and longs for us to receive afresh his love, a love to know individually, a love to share together, and a love to display to the world around. See, the amazing fruit that Jesus promises is that as we get to cling on to this anchor line of love, to know it to receive it that we then get to be the priv- to be those that are privileged to reveal it to those around us in the world and get to call them to come to and cling on to this anchor line of love that I promise you will see us through to the right destination so I pray be blessed this week and peace be with you